Welcome to Point of Pivot, a podcast for ladies who are on a journey to reclaim their health, fitness, and confidence. I'm your host, Emily, a wife, mother, and nutrition coach who understands what it's like to be frustrated and spin her wheels looking for results. Together, we'll dive into the world of macro counting, weightlifting, and explore how to create sustainable behavior change. I'll be sharing tips and strategies to empower you to shift your mindset, habits, and behaviors to finally be able to break free from feeling stuck and disappointed and to discover how to sustain these results for life. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Point of Pivot podcast. This is episode five, and today I'm going to be talking about how we can overcome self-sabotage on our health and fitness journey. So in this episode, I want us to be able to first identify what self-sabotage is and so that we can understand it a little bit more and we can recognize it when it shows up in our lives. And it doesn't just have to be something that you recognize from your health and fitness journey. Truly, self-sabotage is a human thing and it can be a stumbling block for us as we go throughout life and we're trying to achieve a goal. So I just want to start off first by defining what I'm talking about when I refer to self-sabotage. So basically self-sabotage is an intentional or even a subconscious behavior, action, or thought pattern that undermines your progress and hinders you from reaching your desired outcome. So it's basically that you say you want to do something and then for some reason you don't. And that's often what I see it show up as it for my clients and just in my life in general. So you say you want this thing and then for some reason you just don't do the actions that are needed to get you to where you want to go. And so it is really that middle ground between what we say we want versus what actually happens. And so I heard a quote the other day that I thought was really applicable to this. And it was to add, and basically it was just simple and yet profound, but it's to when you have a negative thought, to add a question mark to that thought. So that will help you in your mind to be able to determine the validity of that thought. So is the thought true? And so I thought that was a really good, simple kind of litmus test that you can use to be able to determine whether the thought that you're having or the belief that you're think that you have about yourself or your goals, if that's actually true. Um, so I just, you know, when you're trying to identify this self-sabotage, it's important to listen to what you're saying to yourself. Pay attention to it. Like, are you talking? One thing I have stated a lot to my clients is the way that you're talking to yourself, is that how you would talk to your daughter or to your best friend? You need to pay attention to that. And if you're constantly doubting your ability or undermining your progress, you need to identify these negative self-talk patterns because we can't we can't understand something or fight against something if we don't know it's there so that awareness has to be present and so another helpful way is that you can kind of understand what's happening or start to become aware of this self sabotage is to keep a journal so just like i teach my clients to track their food to track their weight to track their measurements to be able to notice the trends that are happening 
A journal also can help you to track your emotions, your triggers, your actions. So if you are really, you know, maybe you for some reason keep binging on unhealthy food, you know, every weekend, you can start to notice the patterns and then get curious and start looking at it objectively instead of emotionally and think, okay, what is it that's causing me to do this? Because really, the action is just a symptom, but you need to be able to get down to that root cause and find out what is driving that action in the first place. And this will help you identify when and why this self-sabotage is coming up for you. So a lot of times too, another thing that I see is self-sabotage is often a result of fear of change because if you are fearful of unknown, the unknown or a fear of success, um, you, can, you can actually be afraid of both success and of failure, which is really funny, but it's true. If you catch yourself holding back due to fear, you need to acknowledge it and remember that it's in order to grow, you have to be able to change because whatever result you're trying to get is going to require that. And if you're afraid of your of failing, you might engage in some self-sabotaging behavior because you're trying to actually protect yourself, like that self-preservation thing. Uh, you don't want to feel the disappointment or embarrassment that might come from failing. So that's, you know, one way. Or like I was saying, conversely, if you fear success, you might actually be undermining your progress because you know that if you succeed, what that what's that going to look like? You Your brain doesn't know. And because your brain doesn't know, it's trying to keep you safe. And so you're going to start to draw conclusions to almost talk yourself out of it, even if you don't really realize that's what's happening. Because any change requires different actions. And that includes when we succeed. It's going to change what we are currently doing. And that can be scary. So I think we just, you know, we all understand that if you take an action, you get a result. You know, you know that that's just the way of things. And if you want a new result, you have to understand that you need to take different actions to get there. But Really, like where you are right now, if you are unhappy with where you are, you've gotten there because it's a sum total of all the actions you've taken thus far to get you there uh, or to get you to where you are now. And so we need to understand why we've gotten to a place where we're unhappy. Have we gotten, you know, have we, I don't know, have we maybe created some poor habits for ourselves? Have we done certain things that have gotten us to a place where we are unhappy with the result? It's important not just to focus on actions, but we have to understand that there's also often a set of beliefs that we believe about ourselves underneath those actions. And a lot of times when we believe negative things about ourselves, it can actually lead to self-sabotage because we almost create this self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, if you believe deep down that you aren't deserving of success, you can't lose 20 pounds, you know, you you are not, you know, able to reach whatever goal or that you want to achieve, you might actually engage in behaviors that are undermining those efforts. And sometimes you'll see that show up as like procrastination. I know I definitely have been guilty of that one. Um, we'll start to procrastinate because we 
think that it'll be easier later or it's just we can't really face it right now. And so putting it off seems easier, but it actually is not what we need in order to be able to get where we want to go. You might have like self-doubt or you might engage in self-destructive habits all of these things, when you do all of these things, it almost confirms that negative belief. And so that's what we need to kind of look at is what we're, what we're thinking, what we're doing, and how does that line up with where we want to go? And the problem too is that self-sabotage can occur because it's requiring that you step out of that comfort zone. And Anytime we're trying to make a change, it's going to, like I was saying, it's going to require different actions. And so we all have a comfort zone and that's where we're familiar. It's where we're secure. And so attempting to change or step beyond that can be almost, it can like kind of invoke anxiety or discomfort for us. Sometimes you'll see that show up specifically with health and fitness, like as emotional eating, you know, you're eating when you feel stressed or sad or whatever it is, it's a coping mechanism or it can show up in inconsistency in how you're, you know, like how you're approaching your, um, your workouts or how you're, you're approaching your nutrition, things like that. So it's just, it'll continue to help you to feel stuck. And then, you know, also it can be like, the falling off the wagon mentality where I'm on the diet today, I'm off the diet tomorrow. And that kind of thing keeps you yo-yoing and keeps you in this cycle wherein you are unhappy and it will not allow you to grow. And so it's important to recognize kind of how this what this looks like for you. And it looks a little bit different for everybody. So that's why it's important to really t- kind of take a step back and look at your own actions, your own thoughts, what you specifically are saying, because it can show up differently for everybody. But the first time that you do something, it's going to be uncomfortable. Uh, your brain basically like wants to keep you safe. And so it's you're basically having to prove to yourself through actions that you're not going to die from doing something different that thing and stacking up those small wins will help you because each each little step you take when you look for example if you look at the whole picture of whatever you're you know if you're looking at the whole journey i know for me and i think probably maybe for you too it makes you feel like it's overwhelming because you look at this whole huge feat that you're trying to achieve somewhere you're trying to go and it really does look scary. But I think that the thing is, is that we have to dial it down and not instead of looking and getting overwhelmed at the whole picture, we need to realize that it's a series of steps, just one foot in front of the other that's going to get us where we want to go. And each time you take a step, it gets a little bit easier because you're stacking up those little tiny proofs to yourself that things aren't as bad as you thought they would be. And a lot of times too, when we, when we are feeling overwhelmed about something because it's unknown, we automatically just, it's a human nature thing. We want to draw conclusions. And so we make decisions about how something's going to be 
And whether or not that's true, we don't know, but it makes us feel better if we already have figured out what something's going to look like. So I think that that's where we need to just take one step and and then the next one and then the one after that and start and start just looking at what we're doing the next thing and starting to build that momentum for ourselves on getting to where it is we want to go. So you know, these these things can be, it can be a little bit hard to look at because um, a lot of times too, our expectations are higher than they should be and we don't realize it. So we like, you know, going along with what I was saying, if we are having, we were making a decision about what something should look like, how long something should take. And if it doesn't meet that, then we're frustrated and we want to quit. And so two, self-sabotage can occur when you struggle with self-discipline or self-control. You may sabotage your progress by like indulging in behaviors that are counterproductive to your goals or wanting that immediate gratification. And it's, it's really important that we look at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, because that's really where we're going to find sustainable change. So uh, for, for today's purposes, I'd love to give you just some tools that you can put in your tool belt to be able to help you to overcome self-sabotage. And I think it's really important that we need to figure out what is actually causing this in order to reframe our thinking, in order to help us to get where it is we want to go, whether it's with health and fitness or another goal we're trying to achieve or something we're trying to change in our lives. So the first one is to set clear and achievable goals. So you've probably heard the acronym SMART. So you can make your goals SMART, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And what this does is this gives you clarity and provides basically a, a roadmap or a blueprint for your journey. It reduces the room for self-sabotage because when you have a plan, it's easier to work on those habits and actions that are going to move you closer to where you want to go. And I think a lot of times too, we we overcomplicate things, um, especially if you're someone that has struggled with trying to lose weight for a really long time you might think that you need to do keto, you need to do Whole30, you need to kill yourself at Orange Theory classes, you need to do all these things in order to achieve your goal when really that's not a sustainable way to live, in my opinion. In, I really feel like we need to look at our life as a whole and it has to, our whole life and our habits have to support the outcome we wish to get to. So specific, you know, I I often tell my clients, like if you want to start a habit of working out, then instead of saying, I want to work out, you need to say, you know, I, I strength train on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at 7am or whatever time. And when you dial it down and you get specific, then you've actually not only created a plan for yourself, but you've reduced decision fatigue because you've already decided. And at least for me, reducing decision fatigue reduces stress and is so important. So 
Um, so I, again, I just encourage you to set clear and achievable goals. So, and then number two is to seek accountability. So share your goals with a friend, hire a coach, or have someone to check in with that can help you stay on track. Because it really is a lot of times if we're trying to rely on our own strength, it's it's not going to work. And we need accountability in all areas of our lives. And in fact, even the Bible talks about that. We're supposed to cast our cares upon the Lord because he cares for us. And we're not supposed to walk alone. And so I think it's important to realize that that having someone in your corner is really a beneficial way to stay on track. And also, it'll help you to realize that quitting is really the one surefire way that you won't reach wherever it is you want to go. Because if you quit, you definitely won't get there. But if you seek accountability and you just keep going, even if your progress is a little bit slower than you want it to be, you're going to get there eventually. So, and then number three is to celebrate the small wins. So I touched on this a little bit, a little bit ago, but one thing I want you to really work on is to not wait for your big goal achievement to celebrate. So if you're trying to lose 20 pounds, but maybe you've lost 10, that's a, that's an achievement. And it's you're a little bit further down the journey than you were before. And so realizing too that every step forward is a victory over that self-sabotage. It's important to recognize and appreciate that progress because discouragement as I said a little bit ago too, often stems from unmet expectations. So if you remove that timeline, you let those wins stack up and what it's going to start doing is it's going to start proving to yourself that your actions are working and it will build that momentum. So celebrate those wins that you achieve along the way, even if you haven't arrived at whatever goal it is you think you ought to have arrived at because that will really help you to feel encouraged and motivated as you continue to make changes that align with where you want to go. Number four is to replace negative thoughts. So when you catch yourself self-sabotaging thoughts, try to replace them with thoughts that are true. So if you train your mind to look for truth and assess the validity of the negative thought, you know, like I said earlier, like that um, putting a question mark on whatever thought pattern you ha- are having, then you can start to you can start to align your mind with what is actually true instead of the conclusions that you're drawing from your negative thoughts or your incorrect belief about something. So it's that's an important thing to just really take those thoughts captive and to assess whether or not they're true. Number five is to practice self-compassion. Just be kind to yourself when you stumble. Realize that it's part of the journey is part, or excuse me, remember that part of your journey is going to come along with setbacks. You're going to have setbacks sometimes. And I think that one of the problems here is that a lot of times we think that this road to, to our goal is linear and it isn't. And often it comes with peaks and valleys. And it's just like life. Like really any, any journey is going to have high points and it's going to have low points. But the key is when you're consistent and you get back on track and you keep moving forward and you have some grace with yourself when you mess up and you just keep going instead of just 
you know, that all or nothing mentality of I'm going to do all of it or I'm going to do none of it. I think that that's really where you can start to learn. Um, You can start to learn a little bit of self-compassion and have grace with yourself. And so then number six is to make sure you reverse engineer your goal with a set of actions that can get you there. So if you're looking to lose weight, you need to first make sure like I was saying earlier too, that you're developing those habits that are going to support that. So if you are someone that is is sitting down all day long and is eating in excess of what you need or not eating enough, trying to chronically restrict your food, then you're not aligning your actions with the goal. And so it's important to look at your habits, take take a total assessment of your life and and look at the habits that you have. What are your your routines? What are your tendencies? What are your food habits? What are your exercise habits? And see if they align with where you want to go. So are you working on eating adequate protein? Are you drinking half your weight in body or half your body weight in water ounces per day? Are you sleeping seven to nine hours? Are you working on stress management? So one thing I want to say is lack of sleep, chronic under eating, overdoing cardio. A lot of that is actually stress on your body too. And so if your stress is just off the radar, then you're going to really struggle with losing weight. And so that's a really important thing. And I did a podcast episode on that recently on stress. So it's really important to um, to work on reducing stress in your life. So that's another you know, habit that you can work on to get where you want to go. Additionally, are you strength training and walking an, an adequate amount? Like seven, I recommend about 10,000 steps a day and I recommend strength training three to four times a week. If you aren't strength training at all, start with two times a week. Just get a little bit better. Look for that that little bit better each day, and make sure that you're eating proper a proper uh, balanced amount of nutrition macros for your specific body and goals. So that's really an important thing. So if those small habits aren't where they need to be, work on one, then add another. Don't try to do it all at once, but just focus on getting a little bit better each day and then, you know, make sure that your actions are aligning with the goal that you're wanting to achieve. And then number seven is to look for the lessons and to get curious. So when we look for the lessons, it helps our brain to look for this instead of the disappointment. And so what is is what is it that's standing between you and your goal? So if you're not where you want to be, it's often because there's lessons that still need to be learned. So really, I, I really encourage clients to try to be as objective as possible when trying to make changes. And it's really easy, especially when it comes to our weight or our health, you know, our fitness journey. It's really easy to be overly emotional about the outcomes because it comes with so many things about how we feel about ourselves, about so you know so much of all of that. And so it's really important to take a step back and try to look at just the, the data. Try to assess it and see, you know, if you're like, is there something that's keeping you stuck? And if so, what is it? 
and look for the lesson so that you can learn it and then you can move past it. And that will help you to not be disappointed because that's really looking at something from a an emotional standpoint. So, you know, as, as I wrap up here, I just want to encourage you because self-sabotage is something that's pretty common, but I think that when you implement some reframing, it will help you to be able to overcome that and to really take that small, make those small tweaks that change the trajectory of where you want to go or of where you are to where you want to go. And a lot of that does come with, you know, self-awareness and setting goals, but also that support. It really is something that you can do. And it's important to remember too, that you'll never be perfect. Really the the biggest benefit is that it's the progress and the growth. And at some point, and I've noticed this in my life and maybe you have too, but at some point you look back and even though maybe it's like the tortoise and the hare, maybe you didn't realize like that you were going anywhere. You didn't feel like you were growing. You didn't feel like you were progressing, but you look back and you're like, oh, I've actually covered a lot of ground. And I think that that's that's something that we need to remind ourselves a little bit more is the sustainable change often is the slower path. And it's important to stay focused and just to start to learn to recognize these thought patterns and these things as they come up so that you can keep moving forward and getting a little bit better each day. And um, yeah, as always, you know, I'm here. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to DM me on Instagram um, and reach out if you have any, also any podcast ideas and feel free to leave a five-star rating or review on Apple podcast or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, but I appreciate you tuning in today and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Point of Pivot. I hope today's discussion has been helpful for you and provided you with some insights and maybe a little inspiration that you can use on your journey to a healthier life. If you ever have questions, comments, or topics you'd like to see covered on future episodes, please don't hesitate to DM me on Instagram at Emily Eboa Coaching. And if you're ever ready to take that step toward transforming your life, I'm here to guide you through coaching. And if this has been helpful for you, please consider sharing this episode to someone else who would enjoy it or on your stories on Instagram. As always, thank you for being here and I will see you next time.